This is the show where we uh, often play Ween. Hi, my name's Adam. Hi, my name is Ryan. Really? I lost my voice a little. Oh my god. How's how's it going? How you doing? It's going pretty good. How's it going for you? Oh, you know me. You know how I am. I feel... uh, Are you down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. (laughs) Go ahead. I am whatever level you're on, I don't think I'm on it. What do you I, mean? I think we're off level. We're off kilter. I'm very tired. Yes, uh, I am too. An exhausting, fun, very fun, but exhausting weekend that I just don't have the energy for anymore. Yes. <clears throat> but I've enjoyed it. But we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, I want to, we want to welcome back to the show. Uh, second time. First time in person because we in the flesh because that's what we do we uh, we deliver on our promises uh, welcome Seamus Hackett it's good to be back thank it, you it's good to have you back and yes. um, you might know if you're a frequent listener you you might know Seamus is the guy that uh, what did you do you smoked mushrooms and threw stuff <laughs> off the Brooklyn I Bridge I did all that I thought you were gonna say threw the the dope New Year's Eve party but I also smoked <laughs> mushrooms you've been them. mentioned a few times yeah, yeah. yes it's Thanks. Thanks for coming on. It's good to have a, an in-flesh guest. These are the hard-hitting facts that people <laughs> are going to need to know about me when they dig these up in the future. When I'm, you never, yeah, you never know. You never remember something or successful, or you know, <laughs> I need to be canceled. Yeah, this is where you come. This, this is, is where, where you, you go come. to be canceled. <laughs> where you come to end. Yeah, I guess that's probably why Ivan Reitman stopped answering our calls and emails to be on the show. He didn't want to oh, get yeah. canceled. Yeah. Well. What's up? How you guys doing? 
Um, Good. Um, great. I got a Seltz. I got I got a couple hours of sleep last night. We yeah. got pulled over. Really? Um, yeah, it was great. You got pulled over after the... Yeah, after we dropped you off. Oh, wow. But, and you... Okay, well, you got out of it. Well, I mean, Adam was driving. It was, oh. There was really no issue other than some... some so anyway. Some lamp maintenance, but what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, uh, the, the headlight... Right. Yeah. yeah you it was a whole that. headlight situation. Uh, was the cop cool? Was he a cool cop? Least intrusive police interaction of my lifetime. It was like forty-five seconds total. Oh, like, here you go. good. Yeah. That was a good. That was a good pullover. Yeah. I mean, no pullover is a good pullover, but yeah, no. the best as far one's as one that doesn't happen. Yeah. As far as pullovers go. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that you guys made it home okay. We were at the Ween show last night. Should we just jump right into that? Or? Of course. Yeah. We. You know, you guys saw them Friday. They played Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Capitol Theater, and you guys saw them Friday, and then we all went and saw them Sunday last night, and it was fun, right? Yes. It's always a good time. I mean, I think that was the best I had ever seen them. I never know. I can't remember. According to my paper tickets, I hadn't seen them since the end of 2016 at Capitol Theater, which is hard to believe, because I was seeing them a lot for a while there. I don't really know what happened. Yeah, those are my second and third ween shows, respectively. The first one being like five or six years ago, and me uh, getting too uh, involved with the substances <laughs> to to really remember how good it was. But, I remember um, that show. That show was good, from what I can barely remember. And then Friday night was like awesome. Um, they were definitely like tight and good. But I was just telling Adam like last night was like an experience. Like there seemed to be like an extra level, like amongst the members of the band. Yeah, they were having like, so the much fun up crowd, there. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I got I got patted down in security twice, so that was yeah fun. Did yeah. you get? Did we all get a double pat? Down? Yeah, and that second guy was pretty. Speaking of intrusive, thorough. yeah, he was really <laughs> he was he wanted to make sure nothing was in there. Yeah, he would not make the cut for the Mountain Lakes Police Department. A too, <laughs> too preoccupied. Yeah, what did uh, he took something out of your pocket or made you? I guess he like hit my car key was in there, and then like I pulled the car key out, and then he touched my pocket again. He's like, no, there's still stuff in there. I was like, it's just. Like my leg. It's <laughs> so weird. Every, there's so many people there dressed like literal clowns. Like there's just like like these hippieish people there, and they all have weed pens, and they're all like, and 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 you're getting patted down for your key. Yeah, like, I mean, I I, I, look, I look like a dirt bag compared to like the average person, but like compared to the average Ween fan last night, like I'm like a, I look like a model citizen. Right, right. These people were. I, I no offense to them. I we all love Ween, and we had a great time in the audience. But it's just like so strange. They can't be patting you down. Again, everyone's sneaking in these weed pens and drugs, so they're not patting you down that well. So why they're why? just looking for guns and knives? I guess. I that's guess like, that's what that, it is. It's weapons. just very focused on yeah. guns and knives. They thought your key was a, a knife, maybe. It was actually a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I guess those people are wooks. Is that if we're if we're gonna just put them in a box? Wooks. Wook, wook is the type of person I think we're talking about. That's like festival creatures, the nitrous people. I didn't know yeah. that there was they, a name. They, they have the credentials, the badges, the little they enamel, do? enamel pins that they cover their hats with. <laughs> I did not like know a wook tradition about the subculture of yeah, wook. They're like it's a different kind of juggalo, I think. They were there. Yeah, they were certainly yeah. there. There was a. It was a. It was a. A scene, man. But uh, well, that's the weird thing about Ween is being a, 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 an extreme Ween fan is then you'll meet people. I think we've talked about this before. Who are like, oh, I also like Ween. And five minutes into the conversation, you're like, we, I don't think we're going to get along. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, just, I just looked up Wook, and uh, it comes up on insomniac.com, uh, Wook, noun, and especially codependent mooch or someone that is so intoxicated they require assistance of others <laughs> to ensure their own survival. That's a more uh, like yeah, that's different. Broad, uh, or, yeah. a broad definition. Yeah. These people seem functional. Um, they just the one guy looked like a cereal box mascot. Like he just it was like he was <laughs> he had like a, a all his colorful capes and like the and, rabbit from Fruit Loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he he was all out. He had all kinds of. Oh, that's Get tricks. Up. I'm getting my cereal mascots confused. Yeah, you said Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops yeah. would be um, that's, that's Toucan Sam. Yeah. Well, Toucan. Yeah, 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 yeah too uh, Here's a Urban Dictionary. Uh, Wook, uh, dirty, vagranty variety of hippie, almost always unemployed, following around champ pants or See, festivals. Much yeah. closer to what you said. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I was talking and about. And yeah. rip, ripping people off. Nothing wrong with them. I mean, getting ripped off sucks. Known more for their tactics than their beliefs. Unlike the more respectable hippie. They're like band gypsies. By the way, respectable hippie? I don't know. I don't know. That's I a mean, bit of an oxymoron, I, I think. I think that they're saying um, in relation to the Wook, 
that hippie is more, more respectable. respectable. Now, I don't have anything against festival people or hippies. I want to make that clear. That's fun. As you're doing your thing, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I don't yeah. care. That's. I mean, I get it. I get it. It looks fun. Yeah. It's just not my uh, lifestyle. I'll say that about the crowd last night. It seemed like nobody got hurt except for yeah. m- millions of brain cells. Yeah. Um, all good spirits. Yeah. Everyone was having a truly fun... Everyone was delighted. I love like watching two 50-year-old men singing lyrics they wrote when they were 16 yeah, yeah, and, just, yeah. and they're laughing because they know how immature this is and being loved for it just having an audience of people who get the joke and can, think can that you they're... imagine like selling out a theater like that <laughs> yeah. and then like like 30 years down the road after starting this like kind of jokey lyric yeah. band and just selling out a giant theater like that like it must be insane if you watch early ween videos i think i was saying yesterday to you guys just like flailing kids and like chef hats on like acid and, yeah. and just being like goofing and, and which a lot of kids we, we all knew did that and now they're like fucking a professional rock band and, they, and they're tight and they're fucking they could play anything in any order and they're just they're awesome it's an awesome band but it's just amazing how it started out that way and uh, the finest detail of this run of shows was oh, the yes. sign language interpreter oh, yeah. uh, we learned a lot I think <laughs> yeah if the, if the listener wants to look up a video um especially last night there was like a lot of uh you know crossover with the band performing alongside the sign language interpreter and the sign language interpreters were like yeah they were they were a show in and of itself yeah yes. it was like interpretive yeah. dance I believe former guest Brian who was there last night said on the Ween Facebook page like shout out to them and they were tagged by somebody oh cool and I checked out <clears throat> their Facebooks and they look like huge Ween fans which makes sense yeah because they that don't was know what... my question were they a Ween fan first or were they like a sign language interpreter first it totally makes sense because they're playing songs not in any particular order and these I know they have like a thing of lyrics in front of them but they don't know what they're gonna they, 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 you could tell these people knew these songs yeah they were going to and yeah, the if you listen to like bananas and blow or like you fucked up and listening and watching the, what the signs for those things are, it was hysterical. Yeah, it was like a show. Like you said, it was a show in and of itself going on up there. Yeah, I know how to do fantasy. <laughs> I can do fantasy. The blow was pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. If, and you fucked up. The line Nazi whore was pretty amusing to me. Oh yes, <laughs> I get it's it's very uh, it's the uh, the Heil Hitler. Yeah. Thing. yeah. That's just how. That's just how you do it. It was a treat to watch that up there. Yeah, that was great. And uh, what was I going to say? I'm so shot. I don't know. I sound like I'm pro-Nazi and anti-hippie right now. (laughs) I just totally (laughs) sold myself badly here. That's how. That's how (laughs) this is going. It's going great, guys. We're doing. I'm rocking and rolling. We're doing great. Look, I'm tired, but I know when it's go time. I got to turn it on. (laughs) That's all. You got to. You just got to hit that switch. Capital Theater. That's great a great place, place to see a show. Amazing I was literally, show. yeah, I was about to jinx you and say the same exact thing, like verbatim, because yeah, like uh, I wish I would live closer to that place. There are a couple shows coming up uh, on their marquee. I think the guy from the Gaslight Anthem, who I, I don't really care for, but playing with that band Warriors, which has a uh, guy Mike Erg plays drums in that band. And he, uh, oh, was he an Erg? He's the Erg. He's, He's the guy. The yeah, the drummer that writes all the songs and well, most of the songs and sings them. Um, but yeah, they're they're a pretty awesome band. You going back? I don't think so, just because so far. But as far as like a place to see a show, what a, what a great spot! Like the balcony, we went and sat there on Friday. That was awesome. And then the general admission last night was great too. Big it, fan of that spot. I've only been there twice, both for Ween shows, and I can't I can't say enough nice things about that venue. Oh yeah. I would turn around, and there was just beer there. Like we were in front of the bar, <laughs> yeah, and it was almost never a line, and you would just turn around and be like, "Yell me take two. and it was just so like it just was everything. I don't know. It's it's hard to you just it's hard to describe, but you've been to bad venues where you're just like, "This sucks." Yeah, and I, that, the first place I saw something like that was I think Starland Ballroom kind of has that too. Like they have like, yeah. their main bar, and then there's like bars all over the floor for yes. general admission. But uh, by comparison, like the just the theater, um, like I feel like the slope of Capital Theater is like really conducive. I mean, I guess I'm a little bit taller than the average person. Oh, yeah, the slope. I could see everywhere. And I felt like a lot of people that were like of average height could still see over the the crowd. The floor slope. Even if there's a head, you can see over it. And uh, yeah, like when we went to Terminal 5 to see Ween, it sucked. Yeah. Like you couldn't see anything. No slope. Yeah. It's almost like a reverse slope. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're you're looking up. Like it's weird. You're, you're, You're like. Yeah, it's it's, it, bad. it's essentially a gigantic black box theater, and you really there's not a good view in the house unless you're in the balcony 
right in the front row, then then you could see what's going on. I, I, I said this on the James one. I should go to more concerts and more shows. I really should. Obviously, COVID put a like a pin in it for a while there. It, it was even a little weird for me to be there in a crowd. I'm like, oh, yeah. like, Oh, yeah. Well, luckily, COVID is behind us and over now. As a, as it doesn't <laughs> exist. According to the crowd last night. Luckily, we found out it was a hoax and has never existed, yeah. which was good to find out. Yeah. And uh, But <laughs> it's interesting when you see like one guy in a mask and it's like, that guy actually to me is the bravest one because he's the one that's being like, yeah, I know I'm the only guy in a mask and you're probably all looking at me like... But- well, to their credit, the, the staff at the Capitol Theater, everybody that worked there had them on the entire time. And But like as far as the crowd, I think it was like less than 1%. Yeah, it yeah. Like- it was like literally like I think I saw two people. But, uh, but well, you know, we, we, we can hope we're, not, we're okay. But it yeah. was <laughs> it's fun to be in a crowd again. I don't know what it is about being in a crowd that people love so much, but they love it. It's the energy, man. Yeah. You can't you, – you, it just you, I, there's something about it. So I don't know. I had a lot of fun. I'm really glad I went. I, I would have went to two, I think. I think I will next time. But they always play in the winter, and I never know what the weather's going to be like. But I'm really glad I got to one of them. It rocked. <laughs> yeah. They played some really, you know, not everyone knows Ween, so I'm not going to be like, they played this song and that song. You can look it up if you want to, you know? But it was awesome. It was an Solid. awesome show. Three nights, no repeats. It was like 120 songs or something, probably. Yeah, un- that's unreal. Yeah. 35 songs a night, so that's what, 105 yep. songs? Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, and you can was, do that. And there were songs that didn't play that you're like, oh, I can't believe they didn't play these three. Like, they just, it's incredible. Check them out, people. Yeah, Ween. yeah, yeah. Check them out. And if you're a fan well, of them, you got to see them live. Let's take a Ween road trip, too, the three of us. I can cross off Ween. Talked about Ween. Done. If, if you have a Ween story for us, please email us the truth, Adam at gmail.com. You know it. Get it. Let's do it. That's most of my notes, by the way. So yeah. there's a few things that were like backups, like if we need to have something. But otherwise, we're f- we're just free flowing now. Yeah, let's just start dipping into the backups now. Oh. I don't have backups, so I'm gonna dip into your backups. Let's see what I got? I don't know if I. How even... have you been, Seamus? Pretty good. It's been over a year since we've seen you. Yeah, thank you for. Uh, I know I made a lot of jokes in like the four emails I sent about not getting. I don't even know if I sent four. About not getting my invite or my invite getting lost in the mail. Well, I was promised this, and now now that I'm now I have it. You know, I'm like you're not the only one that we skyped sucks. who's like, oh, I was I was promised an in the flesh interview, and we haven't got yeah. not interview. But you we'll know what I mean? get to you. We'll get to you. Yeah. All right. No, listen up. They'll 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 honor their promise. It's tough scheduling, you know, but we got you. You're here. Here I am. Yeah, it's nice. I like so, the, the vibe of it, and it's way better in person because like the Skype thing was strange. Oh, yeah, that was a weird time. Yeah. A weird time for Ryan and Adam I was show. in my car. I was in my... I remember <laughs> those episodes. It's it's kind of a bummer we're tired because it's a repeat of last time. Because remember those episodes, there were people that were like, Ryan didn't seem like awake. And it was like, because I was really tired. Yeah. I, was, I just worked and I was in my car. And now I feel like we're giving you another tired episode and I feel bad. <laughs> well, no, we got to just... It's up to us to bring the energy. Really. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm like, I'm pushing myself as hard yeah. as I can right now. But I need some. I need something to bounce off of. Yeah, yeah even even you seem like uh, down. I'm uh, tired. I am down tired. Down energy. The problem is you can't have everybody be down energy. <laughs> like somebody has to liven it up. We saw Ween last night. Yeah. This weekend has been fun. I had a good weekend. What else did you do this weekend? Friday I had some friends over. How'd that go? Um, we drank and just kind of bullshit. It was fun, and uh, there's not much to say. Saturday. I told you guys this, but I didn't tell the listener. I did absolutely nothing. I door dashed every single meal. I never left the house. I sat in my soiled pajamas and I watched movies. Soiled? soiled? Well, you know. Not laundered, I think. <laughs> not cleaned. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe soiled. And I did nothing <laughs> all day but watch movies and television. I needed a day like that so bad. And it was, I think it tired me out more, but I loved it. Loved it. And what did Seamus do on Saturday? On Saturday, what did I do? Did you work? No, I I uh I also did mostly nothing for like the first part of the day. And but you then, weren't soiled. No, I, I, as far as I know. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, How do you guys both not know if you soiled your own <laughs> well, pants? Well, we were talking about the drip uh, recently. That's what I was thinking about. It might about. be the drip. Oh, you know? okay. You get up in age, you start dripping a it's, little bit. That's age, right? Because yeah. I, I always dripped, but now it's like, what is happening? I put that thing away, and I just pissed my pants again. Right. I don't know what's going on. by the drip. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what else did you do other than drip? Um, I had to go. This is a thrilling story. <laughs> <laughs> I got a piece of mail that said I needed to send the like the... New Jersey licensing board a money order. So I went to the post office and got a money order. <laughs> this is more exciting than I thought it was going to well, be. Well, look, I, I signed up. I'm starting a small business. To, oh. to, to, Are you okay? That's exciting. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a completely meaningless business to just commit tax fraud. But um, <laughs> I... Uh, it's really easy to sign up and get like a tax ID number online and pay them for the yeah. initial certificate. But like your reward for that is they mail you another notice and they're like, hey, thank you for giving us money on the internet. That was really cool. But can you go to the post office and give us even more money in a much less convenient modern way in the form of a money order? So that's that's how it works. Wow. I guess it's like you need a certificate that says your business exists and then you need another certificate that says your business exists and doesn't owe anybody money. It's called like a certificate of good standing or something. I hate paperwork. It's I so dumb. It. Do you know what is this business? Do you mind saying? Um, I I want to do like I, I I currently do some like delivery of like goods, mostly like packaging and stuff through a former employer, but like it's like a independent contractor thing. So instead of doing it um that way, I'm going to do it as a, an actual business. Oh wow! Can our listener call you up and yeah make make uh, delivery plans? I'll start plugging my fake business before it even really exists it's called van dude llc which i was shocked wasn't already taken but i have van that. dude van dude yeah we're gonna start making merch and i think i'm gonna sell more beer koozies than i will ever get <laughs> deliveries to do it's all about the t-shirts really. i hope you're the next fedex we'll I see hope, i yeah. hope it explodes the van dude why it's not a, it's a big old van you can load up some serious you could haul some serious cargo some yeah serious dudes. yeah it's like a cargo van with a high ceiling so I, and like when this totally doesn't work out which is more than likely i'll just move into it and live by a river somewhere um <laughs> it could yeah. it, at least you're trying something pretty ambitious and cool i i i'm i'm that's awesome yeah well i mean you gotta you gotta try you gotta just throw yourself out there and if it doesn't work you can live in a cargo van by the river <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with the drip <laughs> adam if you had to start a business what would it be Someone wow. comes up to you and says, I will allow you to start your own business. Here are the funds for it. You know, not $10 trillion, but, you know, the same amount that probably Seamus is putting into his. What would you start? Your, what would your business be? I, I'm so not a business-minded me, person. Me either. But yeah. in a world where I thought I could generate business to uh, have bands come by and like just record bands if there was a way you can make a living for that. You, you could. I, there are and people I, that record bands. And I had – well, of course, but <laughs> – it could be Steve Albini. Sure, that you could, guy. You except, could do it. Except I would need um, a whole other partner that just handled the business end of it. You know what you should I don't want to know about the business I, end. I told you guys I just watched like a four-hour documentary about Elvis, The Searcher. You should be like uh, Colonel Tom like Parker. You should find some young talent <laughs> and just produce and record them and, and, and sell them across America and just like make tons of money off of them. It would rule if the music industry still sort of worked <laughs> like that. But find now... some young blood, write lyrics for them. <laughs> that's that's where the money's at. Songwriting. You gotta find some young idiot that you can take advantage of. <laughs> you know? And you can make bank off of it. Get a bar create your own boy band. You could do it. Oh, those are th uh, all those sitcom episodes where somebody's yeah. making a boy band is always good. I know South Park has done it, and it, it doesn't work that way though. Music, right? I mean, I mean, where do they they make their money doing shows now? Nowadays, yeah, it's all touring. Yeah, which is unfortunately why Ween will probably never make another album. Yeah, because why bother? Yeah, yeah, why they're, kill yourself to make music that people might not like when you could just keep making all your money touring? <laughs> you know, I get it. Well, I feel like it's easier to record your own music now, so maybe they'll do that themselves. I don't know. They've both had solo albums. I, look, I know one of them is, at least as far as I know, is sober, and the other one is very much so not sober, and I think that's part of the problem. So I don't think they'd spend enough time together to, to get into the mindset of making an album. But they've both done solo music. Mm. How hard would it be to be like, I wrote this song, I wrote... You know, how hard would it be to get together and put like five, ten songs together? I don't know, but... Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be awesome, but at the same time, 
you know, I, it's been like 15 years, so I don't think that's going to happen. Let's just talk, keep talking about Ween. Right back to Well, we'll go back. Minutes. We'll go in and out. We'll go in and out. I in still out, want you to find young out. talent and make money off of them. But, like, we're, you know, we're, we're going in and out of topics. <laughs> and I'll help you with the, the paperwork. That'll be my, my, my actual business. We'll just evolve into, evolve into doing other people's Sheamus business is just gonna, Sheamus is just going to drive down the street looking for young buskers <laughs> and then throw them in the back of his van, yep. bring them to me. And Can then you I, sing? Yeah, just turn turn them out, and each one is a new Elvis. You find some good looking young, you know, above eighteen. Let's not be weird, but some good looking young people yeah, on the streets. Let's not be weird on the streets, <laughs> and it's like, oh, what's you know, they ran away from home. They're looking for somebody to tell them what to do and control their life. Yeah, not weird at all. You throw them in the car. You offer them a record. You can do offer it from a record. Deal. I can you sing? They have a guitar. Yeah, I could sing, Mister. You know, you bring them back here. <laughs> you have them play for you. You record them. Seamus, what's that? Uh, I think you should leave. Skit where the guy, the guy um, is recording a stupid song and oh, he starts arguing, like the sketch, the the one where it's like Johnny Cash esque. Well, no, there's oh, that's that, a good one. there's that one, but then there's also another one. It starts off as a commercial for something, and then it turns into uh, he's like Moon River Rock, Moon River Rock, and. He's arguing with the guys, and he's saying, "You were gonna make me a star." I don't think is this a season two sketch. No, it's no? A, it's a season one. I right. gotta brush up. I, I I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. It's I, it's silly. I like that show a lot. I always have a hard time remembering it though. Yeah. There's like the certain like big ones that I remember, and then people will always be like, "Oh, I didn't remember this one." I never remember. It's because it's so short and quick. Yeah, and I feel like you can binge either one of those seasons like in a day. Or yeah, easily. yeah. It's good though. Yeah, I underestimated it when it first came out. Yeah, I'm holding off watching season two again. I want to <sighs> savor it, dude. You know, it, it kind of just like shoots his load immediately on that that uh that first episode. The the chin kills. Oh yeah, I don't even want to be around anymore. That yeah. fucking <laughs> sketch <laughs> is so funny. As soon as he gets to the mall, as soon as he There's gets too there, too much fucking shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> That is so good. That one was great. Yeah, so pumped. I don't even want, don't even want to be here anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you should leave. There you go. Go watch that, people. Yeah, it's yeah. a real recommendation. I'm trying to think of stuff that I've watched, uh, either TV or movies that you guys have not already talked about on the show. I know. I, I do think I listened to basically every episode. I've, I might have missed a couple in the. It does get tricky. Yeah. Me and Adam saw the new uh, Jackass. That was pr- that was pretty sweet. Was it any good? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was you know what? If you like Jackass, it was Jackass. I, yeah, I like went home and like rewatched the other ones. I love it. I just I could watch those guys hit each other in the balls all day. I liked what Ryan's uh, description of it was primal laughs. The most yeah. primal laughs imaginable. Doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter your age. We all know what pain feels like. We all know what embarrassment feels like. You're just it's just the absolute most primal, and they all have like charisma and camaraderie like it's just the most like basic stuff and it just works it works every time so many uh full frontal male genitalia yeah if you want to see 40 dicks in a movie we've finally been liberated us males we're finally getting it's happening more (laughs) around to where it's happening more and more ourselves like i don't watch euphoria but i hear there's a lot of dicks in it there was a dick in pam and tommy there's i heard that like a talking dick and spoiler alert yeah (laughs) yeah it seems like more and more dicks are showing up in things you gotta free the dicks dude well yeah about time it's funny how they see it as like well, women always had to be exploited, so men should too. And it's like, no, it's just more. It's just men getting to show their dicks more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really have feelings about it either way. It's yeah, just, I don't it's, either. It's just definitely different. Apparently, they're not allowed to be erect. Oh, okay, that's, you're only that's allowed the rule. to show flaccid dick in gotcha. a movie. Uh, you should be the guy on set that uh, fluffs decides. the dick. He's oh. the anti-fluffer. <laughs> that dick is hard, so Ryan's here to make it soft. So <laughs> we can film it. <laughs> I would love to be the dick softener. <laughs> Let's get Ryan. Steve-O's got an erection. Someone's got to soften this dick. I just come out and I don't know what I do. I do something. Oh, my God. I make, a, right. I make a face. I take my shirt off and do a dance, whatever. We figured out how to get this show canceled. We just did it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Who was the intimacy coordinator on Jackass? Did they have one? It's, there was no intimacy, but there was a lot of really the uh, amount of grubby nudity and I heard they were super careful about COVID. The I think they've all grown up, believe it or not. But the amount of people they must have on set, like they found out Bob Saget's death was because he hit his head. 
So the that's how easy you can die. So the amount of people that must be on set at all times, every time someone hits their head, every time someone gets kicked in the balls, just to make sure that the person isn't going to die, has got to be insane. There, it just has to be crazy. It's kind of crazy that uh, nobody has gotten super seriously life changingly. Yeah. Uh, well, not dead, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Other oh. the one guy died, but it was like in a car accident yeah. outside of the show. Yeah. Knoxville has gotten pretty serious yeah, injuries he, that i he read about he takes it he has like brain damage insane hit 16 in concussions and uh he, he basically he said he's like we would do another but I, I suspect the old guys would still get like bees on their testicles and stuff but like they wouldn't take head hits he's yeah. like i can't afford another concussion i've had 16 concussions like yeah the dude's gonna go crazy he's gonna fucking that, that's gonna fuck your brain up yeah. i don't care who you are so it's awesome it's fun to watch people hurt themselves for our entertainment i'm in yeah, I have to check it out. I don't. I think I saw all the movies as they came out. They're all the they're all intermix. You I'm know. a big fan of Wild Boys too. I thought that show yeah. was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the deal with Wild Boys? I was never. Uh, that was not I on my it's, radar. It's mainly Pontius and uh, Steve-O. and oh, they, they do a lot right. of like uh, excursions to you know places with crazy wildlife. They go into like the jungle and stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's like a, a a clear spinoff of Jackass, but like a little bit more focused. No, Steve-O's on, just letting them. It's them and animals it's like crawling over animals. alligator pits, like, yeah. like chicken hanging out of his like thong. When I was young, it was like hard for me to watch because it was like I don't know if I want to watch these dudes in thongs all day. Now I'm like, no, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I can appreciate great. it now. But yeah, it, it, it that that was a good. Um, that was always a funny show too. Yeah, they had a bunch of spinoffs, but that was definitely probably the best one. Now, who who was um Party Boy? That's Pontius, Chris Pontius, yeah. yeah. And w- was he in the New Jackass? Yeah, there was no Party Boy in the New Jackass. Though. No, I think because they didn't do as many on the street pranks because of COVID. Mm. So during COVID, you can't have a guy running up to strangers and dancing on them. Oh, uh. you know. So there was a lot less pranks because of that. Although they always do a 0. 0.5, yeah. a 3.5. They're doing a 4.5 of uh, outtakes. Oh, okay. And in the end credits, you see him pull his clothes off and he has the party boy clothes on it for like a second. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is some kind of segment in the next outtake movie of him doing that. Have we ever spoke about your brother's party boy? Yeah. That they, was kind of famous. They did like, well, in Knowles for a year, they did like a um, Mr. Morris Knowles. It was basically just like a talent show in high school. And my older brother just like did the party boy and like danced on the principal and just like ran through the the, the crowd. And yeah. People were pretty ecstatic about they turned it. turned off the lights and he had glow sticks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very funny. Yeah. Nice. I got sick and fucking tired of people saying, hey, you're that guy's brother who danced. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, it's I, I, I do funny things too sometimes, you know, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was very funny. Which one of your brothers has the least amount of fear? Is it Steve? Uh, well, he has four kids that scare the fuck out of me, but I don't, <laughs> I would say uh, it was definitely Steve. Yeah. Yeah. He's outgoing. Me and Kyle are not as outgoing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Do you have more or less fear than Kyle? We have different fears. Different fears. Yeah. But I would say... There are things I do that I don't think he would do, but vice versa. I think it's just like different fears. How's your fear, Seamus? Uh, Let me get a gauge on your fear. I'm only afraid of uh, fear talk. You know the stuff that you're supposed to do in life. I have, <laughs> I, have exactly. I have no fear of all the stuff you're not supposed to do. It doesn't scare me at all. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm generally not afraid of things that typically other people are typically afraid of. Not afraid of bugs. No, I, I got over that. I used to be. Um, like growing up in the North Jersey in Sussex County, um, in Stillwater specifically, we have like uh, a lot of bugs, especially oh, yeah. growing up in an old house. And the circuit breaker for my mom's house was in the basement, which is like a walkout cellar. And it's like not, it's like a wet mud floor. It's not finished at all. So every time, like, you know, the, the house is old, so the electrical is like super outdated. If she would like, you know, run a blow dryer in the microwave at the same time, yeah, blow it. the fuse, and then you have to go down into the cellar. And uh, you guys know what cave crickets are? Oh, oh sure, yeah, yeah, of course. Places we had them briefly. With them. And um, there, I I don't know if this is true, but I remember like either someone told me or I read at the time and believed it. But like they don't really have any like mechanism of defense as far as like you know fangs or poison or yeah. They, they don't like really jump bite at you, right? Their defense mechanism, and I I may be wrong here. They they leap at like 
what they perceive to be the eyes or head oh, of Jesus Christ. whatever their Smart. threat is. Yeah, because it scares the, yeah. the thing that's trying to eat them. So I'd go into this tiny little cellar and like swarms of them, dozens or hundreds, just would just be jumping, <laughs> jumping on me. On, oh my God. Good God. But, 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 you know, and I knew then that they were harmless, but like I didn't really become comfortable with it until later in life. I think it was when I went to Nepal and there was like giant spiders crawling all over everything and mosquitoes everywhere. I just was like, bugs don't really bother me anymore. Like... I, snakes, I, snakes. I, I could say I'm a little bit afraid of. I don't really like being anywhere near a snake. I don't like snakes. Bugs, they don't scare me. I just, they gross me out. It always like gives me the willies. It feels like just like an infestation. Like if I see a bug in my house, it's like, ah, I don't want this bug. Yeah. But they don't scare, I don't think they're going to like, I mean, the bed bug scare scared me. But yeah. I, but regular bugs don't really scare me. But like, what about heights? Do heights scare you? Because heights scare me. I personally am not afraid of heights, but like I get really uneasy when I see Another person standing close to, to like a ledge, a ledge. right, like, right. Like the idea starts to get into my head. It fucking freaks me <laughs> like out. They're gonna man. fall. I can't stand. And I'm it. gonna have to watch. I, I don't really care about like I as uh, long as I got the footing is good. Like I, I'll stand. I mean that's a normal fear. I have a lot of irrational fears for sure, but heights is a nor- is a pretty normal one. But I don't like uh, I don't like heights. You like flying airplanes? Right. Does that bother you? Um. Yeah, a little, but not as much. The thing is, it's because I kind of trust airplanes. Yeah. It's when it's like I'm on a railing or I'm on a like a balcony and it's like there's nothing holding you in and yeah. I could just fall over and I just if or a ladder that yeah. fucking freaks me out. It's the falling that's scary, not yes, the heights. Exactly, right. exactly. It's not just so much being up high, it's the falling. Although I went up to a lighthouse one time and I literally was just crawling on the top. They're like, stand up and look over the ledge, and I just <laughs> wouldn't get up. I'm like, no, fuck this. And I had to go all the way back down. Like, I just couldn't look. Like, that. it just, it, freak, it freaks me out. But uh, you can force yourself to do it, but it just always is still scary. So I, I want to ask you, how long were you in Nepal for? Good question. It was like uh, six months. Like Indiana Jones over here, just yeah. hanging out in Nepal. So, and yeah. why, why did you go to Nepal? So a friend, like a lifelong friend from elementary school, um, he started with a friend from who's originally from Kathmandu in Nepal, a free private school. So like the public schools in that part, in that country and in that part of the world are like really, really bad. Mm. And the only way anyone gets a good education is if they have um, money. Yes. They go to a, an expensive private school, but they're also, are a lot of poor people over there. So this dude that my friend Ian met in college had this vision, why don't we start a private school that's just as good as the expensive ones, but instead of charging money, will charge um, time. Like the parents of the students will volunteer labor and their kids will get high quality education. Um, that's the the Cliff Notes version. Um, him and the, my friend and his friend from Nepal and his, another one of their friends from uh, South Korea started initially just like tutoring out of a tent in this Yo, village. International. Yeah, well, it was for an international college. I forget the name of the university that the three of them went to, but the, that's how they all met. They all went to the same. So you're tutoring there? Um, when I went, the, the program had been in existence for probably five or six years at that point, and it had blown up. Like they basically, they built this main campus, the original school that started as a tent that they were just tutoring kids out yeah. of to like a school with like probably 12 or 15 classrooms, um, giant main building with a library, a cafeteria, um, hostels for um, students that were not from that Lodging. neighborhood that lived there. Um, and I think they had at the time that I was there, like three different campuses, you know, hundreds of students and it's gotten even bigger since it's all international volunteers go over there. And uh, yeah, I don't have like any like teaching credentials, um, although they're kind of flexible with that. Um, if you have like some relevant experience, you can go there and teach. But I was mostly tutoring older kids and like English and math and stuff. And then you also can volunteer to do um, like construction for new buildings or they have like agriculture there too. They do a lot of farming All and right. like animal husbandry stuff. So it was really interesting. Um, culture shock for sure. If you've never been to that part of the world, it's like what were the what were the most shocking things? I can think of one. Well, I went there when there was a oh yeah, there's a there's a are you talking about a bathroom situation? Yes. Okay. Speaking of the drip. What's um, wrong with the bathroom? I'm gonna there? call back to the drip as many times as possible. But uh <laughs> um no, it's like a squat toilet. So like there's no there's It's like a no, hole in the ground. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. And um toilet paper is not like a cultural norm over there so they just all have shitty asses there's a there's a method dude and trust me if you're from the western world and you grew up wiping your ass with toilet paper you won't buy it when, I, when i'm telling you the first time <laughs> but it involves splashing water you splash 
water onto your hand, you splash it onto your butt before you go. You splash water when you're done. And then with your wet hand, you wipe your butt straight up. No toilet paper. And if you do it right, there's no shit on your hands ever because like water creates like a barrier so the shit doesn't stick to your hand. Takes a little practice <laughs> and also like the act of like squatting over why, a toilet. Why don't... Okay. To, to them, toilet paper <laughs> right. is disgusting because if you think about it, toilet paper, I mean, I, don't know, I mean, you guys talked about eating shit on the last episode. Yeah, you so can say anything. We, can, we, can, yeah. we don't need to yeah. worry about that. Like, <laughs> you're, when you take toilet paper, you're just smearing shit all over your ass. Like, right. you're never really, unless you're using, like, those wet wipes or whatever, and some people do, or you have a bidet, which is another topic. We could do a whole episode on bidets. Yeah. Huge fan. I hear great things about bidets. I've never done them. It's basically the same thing that they do in Nepal, but in yeah. a much more convenient, Instead of just splashing it, it shoots it right up there. Yeah, yep. So, and if you use the bidet, you start with the bidet, you use the bidet when you finish, and like maybe you just dry. You gotta dry your ass paper. though, right? That's where, so. But you wind up using like one or two sheets instead of like, oh, I had to wipe like ten times. But does Nepal dry their ass? Um, no, no. There's no. So like you begin like like chafing going on. Like everything would be. You just shake, kind of like you like a, a dog. Shimmy, yeah, a little shimmy shake like a dog. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Nepal people. Like I get what they mean about toilet paper being disgusting. I just. Um, I think wiping your ass with nothing on your hand would be disgusting. But I'm I, telling you, I'm telling you, I, I believe I, you. Uh, there's a, like you know, th- and there's whole other parts of the world that are like that too. It's pretty pretty common in certain areas. But like when I'm over there with all these volunteers, primarily from like you know Europe and uh, other Western countries with flush toilets that use toilet paper, everyone <laughs> like half of the people were like uh uh-uh, uh, and they would go into town because there there was a, a village or like a city nearby that we could go to like a 40 minute bus ride and you can get like for the most part anything that you would get in the states like as far as, like, uh, comfort yeah. items. So people will go buy toilet paper and bring it back, but, like, there's nowhere to put it. Like, there, there's no plumbing. You right. Have to, you have to carry it out with you and burn it in a garbage pit, which is, like, so then you're carrying around shitty toilet throw, paper. You can't throw it in the hole with the shit? No, I don't really know how the plumbing system works, but that was, like, frowned upon. They are like, definitely don't do that. Like, How fascinating is that? Yeah. I like how you're telling this very interesting, like, story, and I'm I'm just harping on the on the toilet paper aspect of it. Well, that's just where we went. I mean, there's a lot of other things. Like, I went there during a, like, there was, like, an embargo. They're a landlocked country, and they're, like, very geographically isolated, you know, crazy terrain. Um, and, you know, they're bordering countries, India and China. They don't have, like, the best relationship with sometimes and they get a lot of their stuff through india so when i went there there was an embargo for like everything there was like no gas there was, like no medicine like wow the place was just fucked like everything yeah we, we walk off the plane and it's crazy because i flew from jfk to dubai so you fly from like new york city big giant city to, like, the richest city yeah. in the world yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like the, the the traffic from visible from like the main terminal at dubai was just all ferraris like the cop cars are ferraris like everyone that's just has crazy. a fucking like, yeah that's yeah. so crazy One hundred fifty thousand dollar car like automatically none of them work they just all have a shitload of money uh, but like when you're <laughs> flying from dubai to Kathmandu, you don't leave from the main terminal they shuttle you in a bus over to like where the shitty poor people fly out of and like the lights are flickering off like there's no air oh, conditioning and you, we get we go from like this giant like jet stream airliner thing to this tiny little plane and So were we, you nervous about that about going into this Oh speaking of fear I think the mo- the most afraid I ever was was the night before I left I was like oh man I'm going to like the yeah. other side of the world right. for 6 months and I was like I, I didn't sleep at all I wouldn't say I was scared but I was like anxious as shit Yeah I would fuck that would fuck with me And it's a, it's a whole day it was like annihilated so of just traveling layovers and we land in Kathmandu and we, we they don't even have like the jetways like you just walk out onto the tarmac and like they're burning plastic and wood because they God have no gasoline damn. or natural gas for their I mean, fuel. It's, 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 it's sad, really. But it's, Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty poor country, and they've had a rough go of it recently. Like, you know, they, I had gone there in 2016, and I think it was 2015 or 14. They had, like, that insane earthquake over yeah. there. So it fucked up all those, like, you know, World Heritage sites in Kathmandu. And so they had that going on. They had this embargo with India where they weren't getting any of their, you know, supplies that they import. And it was um, winter time too. Like Kathmandu is like a mile high. I think it's like I forget what the elevation is there. So it's kind of cold in January because like latitude wise, it's like kind of like in line with where Florida is. Mm. So it's like tropical, but they're higher up, so it's cold. So I don't know. It's just like walking off into that city for the first time, which is like a very jarring experience. Just like the smells and sights, and uh, you know, like I think the city they said has expanded like. I don't know, five or 10x in population because like, it's a global trend that like, mm. people are moving to cities and moving out of the country. And Kathmandu, like, 
not that long ago, the population was like 100,000, and now it's over a million. And it wasn't built what? for that. It wasn't built for that at all. Like, <laughs> Holy shit. So just super overpopulated. Yeah, just Google um, like Kathmandu power lines because like, it's literally just like a rat's nest of extension cords. Like That's their public God, utility damn. service. I never knew anything about Kathmandu past that like Bob Seger song. <laughs> so to me, yeah. it's like mind-blowing to me. Now, do they wash their hands after they wipe their asses with their Well, <laughs> yeah. This is another thing. They eat with their hands, too. Well, I figured. And, and but, so there's a there's a do they but they have soap? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um but like you you eat with one hand and you do your business with the other hand. So that, that's like which, a whole thing. Which like, is which? Right hand is food, left hand is bathroom. I would write uh, it on them so I never and, forgot. And you don't ever touch anyone with your left hand. Wow. So, so like, if you're a left-handed person, you're like fucked up. Yeah, I'm left-handed. Yeah, you're not allowed to go to Nepal. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. And I'm looking at these Kathmandu uh, power lines and it's pretty uh, nuts, right? you're right. Yeah. It's a it's a rat's nest of extension cords. That's exactly And like correct. everything is a little weird there too. Like it's it's a right side drive country too and like the traffic in that city is like insane. Like there's like you, very little You drive there at all? No. Um it was like really um hard to get um, any kind of permit to drive there because it's super dangerous. Like, yeah. I don't think they'll let Americans fly um, in like the regional airports in the country because the planes fucking crash all the time. <laughs> like, like, you're only allowed to fly to Kathmandu on like a real airplane. Anywhere else, you're not allowed to go. It's like a rat nest. That is fucking yeah. crazy. And then did you go to the base of Everest? I did not. I went um, hiking like a trekking circuit in the Annapurnas, which is like also pretty high. I think the, the, the highest elevation I got to was like 14,000 feet or 17,000 feet, something like that. And then I went that one of their remote campuses was in a little bit southeast of Kathmandu, which was closer to Mount Everest. Mm. So I was able to kind of see Mount Everest through the clouds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did not go to the, the Everest base camp. Wow. Would be cool too, though. Man, that's crazy. Dude. Yeah. Scaling Everest. Yeah. Dude, I would. I mean, like, really? there's like a pretty good chance. Like, was it like one in six of those guys just dies up there? I think there's bodies still up there. Oh, yeah, they leave them up there. Yeah. But the trash is getting so bad because because it's so much more popular now. First of all, it costs like sixty dollars to $100,000 to do. Oh, wow. It costs a lot of money. That's serious. And then, um, yeah, it, anything that, like, you, you, it, you're too weak up there with that amount of oxygen. You can't, like, fly a helicopter up there or anything. So, like, oh, right. they just throw the trash on the ground. And you, if you, you die there, they fucking leave you there. You think you could do it? No, no, that's <laughs> certainly not in this shape, but like it would be like something I would consider training for. It'd be awesome to be able to say that you did a thing like I think everybody is like, I think I could do it. You know, it's like when you think about war and you're like, I think I'd make it out. But the truth is, is I think I would die immediately. Yeah. Like I wouldn't make it far well, up that mountain at all. It's like the whole altitude mountain sickness thing. Like you, you can start to affect you at like lower elevations. Like some people like, you know, your ears pop at like 2000 right. feet or something. Um, I think you can start to get like physical sickness from altitude at like super low like 4,000 5,000 feet and some people's tolerances are just different like when when I was at the highest point on the trekking circuit that I did uh, which I think was around 17,000 feet there was this dude who was like a he was jacked he was he looked like he was like a triathlon athlete or something and he got super sick I'm like looking over at this guy and the only thing you can do is get to a lower elevation and this guy was in much better shape than me he, his like whole body turned green Ugh. he just started sprinting down the other side to get to a lower to get out of there yeah. and he was fine i saw him at the bottom and he was like back to normal but like i didn't have any issues Holy at all when i was up shit. there but they tell you to acclimate so like we started at maybe twelve thousand feet the, like we took a jeep ride um for the first day and then it took us five or six days to get up to seventeen thousand feet so your, your body gets used to it you were smoking out there dude it was great like <laughs> i was cracking up I, I was the oldest one because i think i was like 30 at the time and i was hiking with all these kids from like france and germany and they were all like 21 22 mm -hmm. a couple kids from israel and uh i was always at like the front of the line i was in marginally better shape than i am now or probably actually much better shape but like i would get into towns you know hiking after hiking all day up these big steep hills and i'm just like chain smoking cigarettes they're like you're nuts man <laughs> it's like yeah i'd probably be really good even better at this if i didn't smoke a pack a day but how much is a pack of cigarettes in nepal um when i was there it, it was like the equivalent with like the exchange rate is nuts like i rented up my own house in the village that we were in for four months for like $25 total. What? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, That's but, fucking crazy. Th th there are like five-star resorts and like places that actually no, cost but money. But like, why in, stay there when you could stay somewhere for $25? Yeah. Um, I think I was like offered a room in the second biggest city, Pokhara. It was actually a really cool 
city to go to. Um, I was offered a room for like a dollar a night, but it was like just like God damn, this I'm room mo- next I'm to moving. the bathroom behind the, the bar. It was I'm weird. moving to, to Nepal. Oh, you can retire for like $4,000 there, yeah. depending on what you want in life. But <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Move to Nepal and learn how to use your right hand. But uh, yeah, a pack of smokes, like you could get like camels or Marlboros for like 65 cents. I would and never there's, make what? it. There's like, I'd be wiping my ass with cigarettes. The... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the like local brands, they're like they're they're disgusting. They're like the worst cigarettes you've ever smoked are, are even cheaper. They're like you know twenty cents a pack. It's just fucking sawdust. You can't afford not to smoke. That's incredible. Yeah, you can't afford not to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> that's on another level. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Well, they had one of those things with like um, hyper devaluation of their currency. So like they um, they used to have coins and then dollar bills and their, their money's cool it's like um i think there's a lot of other countries that do it like you know we have singles at the, the two dollar bill fives tens twenties they're all yeah. the same yeah 20s. like size mm-hmm. bill but in nepal they're different colors and then they're actually the the paper is smaller depending on the the amount so like you could have a 20 rupee note um and then the 50 is bigger and the 100 is bigger so like if you're like blind or something you could just feel what your currency oh, is by knowing the size. I'm a little surprised they don't do that, actually. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense that the different denominations would be like, would feel different or be different yeah. size. But what's crazy, though, is the devaluation of their currency has just made all the coins obsolete. So the coins are just like garbage. They're like souvenirs. Like <laughs> one unit is a rupee, a Nepali rupee, and it's a tiny little, it's like our penny. Mm-hmm. And that's worth like tens of thousandths of a cent or something so like you can't even it's <laughs> yeah. th- there are like one, you know 100 rupee coins that are like actually usable or whatever or maybe it's you know 10 rupee coins but R- like rupee rupee yeah this, i like it it sounds so cool but when you go to the atm like the biggest bill you can take out i think is like a is like a five or one thousand rupee note that's like the equivalent of like a u.s 20 dollar bill yeah. yeah it's it's wacky dude the exchange rates <laughs> of Nepal. how about the language what do they <laughs> yeah, speak there the, a... it's nepali but it's very similar to hindi which is like what they speak in india mm-hmm. um so if you understand hindi you can probably understand nepali but there's a bunch of dialects and like the um you know the the different ethnic groups too like speak a lot of different languages so like nepali is the official language but much like american english like if you heard someone speaking american english that was from like Detroit, it would sound different than someone from right, that's Atlanta. It's just an accent. Yeah, but yeah. Um, there are different dialects of Nepali that are like almost indistinguishable. And then there are, you know, I, I forget like how many, what the number is, total languages there, but there's a bunch. And there are some that don't sound anything like Nepali. And then just like the, um, what's the word? Uh, syntax of it is like completely different from English. Um, so I was there for six months and I, I was barely able to like, you didn't pick it up. No, I could like sort of ask, you know, like order my own food or like get a glass of water, ask where the bathroom was. But like beyond that, like nothing. And they did, I mean, did they understand English? I know a lot of other countries understand English. Basically anybody that was like under the age or like between the ages of like four and 18 spoke perfectly good english there it's just they're, yeah. they're teaching it so much to the young people yes. older people like most of them that i encountered anyway especially in like the villages didn't speak any english at all so it, which was comical sometimes like trying to talk to someone that <laughs> has no clue how to talk to you and you have no clue how to talk to them you, get, you run into some pretty funny thing situations um i guess I'll, th- that's a good story i could tell i cut my hand um huh. while i was preparing stuff in the kitchen so like they have these knives that are shaped like sickles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the sharp side would be like on the outside of the sickle. And some, for whatever reason, just for like different <laughs> just purposes. Just to trick you? Sometimes it'd be on the inside. <laughs> and, and we were, it was holy, which is like, you ever see those color runs that they do in the United States now where they throw like, people do like these runs in cities and they throw paint balls. Yes. People are like yes. powdered paint. They oh. do it in Morristown. It's pretty common now. Okay. It's, uh, you know, based on color celebrations that happened in india and nepal um they're just kind of bastardizing that but just uh, co-opting it for yeah, fun yeah um but it's like considered the most like it's the most important um like celebration holiday and so all the teachers and all the um, parents from the village get together and we have a big meal and i was on kitchen duty that day that's part of your volunteering if you go to this uh institution and uh i i, I just whacked this chicken i was like cutting chickens up and just ripped into my finger. And I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna like I'm gonna lose a bunch of blood. I'm gonna have to go to the hospital, which is like an hour away. Yeah. I'm gonna need stitches. Like this is gonna just totally And this is stress. your ass wiping hand. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the hand I need for the, for the bathroom. Um I show one of the young mothers there, she's probably younger than me, but she doesn't speak any English. 
and she sees it and she looks at me and she's like, oh, oh, and I was like, I pull my hand away and it's like gushing blood. She runs into the woods <laughs> and I don't know where the hell she's going. I was like, is she, she going to get help or something? Yeah, yeah. She comes back and she has this like wad in her lip, like looks like she has like the biggest, like she's chewing tobacco or something. Yeah. yeah. She grabs my hand and she has a leaf in her other hand. She spits the wad onto my bleeding finger and wraps it in the other leaf. I was like, oh, cool. Now I have like hepatitis. Yeah, seriously. To add to to this, I'm just going to die now. (laughs) I swear to God. I, I, she's, she does like, you know, gesturing to me to like hold it, put pressure on it. And I did for like maybe an hour and I went back to the volunteer house and found a Band-Aid. It already was like closed up. What? And I I had a very similar experience when I was a kid and I had a cut on the other finger. And Fingers bleed really badly. The scar from when I was a kid is gone. Or, or is is still there. It was actually my right hand, and that scar is completely gone. So, like, whatever jungle magic this woman knew. So you don't know what it was? I have no idea. She went out and found, like, a witch doctor or something. You might be cursed or well, something. Well, if you think about it, like, all medicine <laughs> is plant-based. Yeah, yeah, re- yeah. Really, like, at its core. And so they, they knew something they about knew some They knew something about some plant. plant. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess you chew on it. It mixes with your saliva. Yeah, who knows? has antibacterial qualities, probably. That's um, pretty incredible. Yeah, it was it was wacky. That was that was one of the wackiest stories I have from over there. Oh, were you were you chopping up live chickens? I killed a couple chickens while I was there. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and that was that not was that something that you found uh, you really enjoyed doing? <laughs> I didn't like it, but uh, I don't know if you know this. I I was when I was in high school, I was vegan for four years. I was like very. I did not, but active. I'm not su- surprised or anything. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and then, so like, then I just became like a teenage alcoholic and didn't have any morals anymore. So I didn't care. I was like, give me some fucking pizza. Um, and I started eating meat again. But like, as a, as someone who had previously been a vegan, I was like, and, and when they don't really eat a lot of meat in Nepal, they probably, especially in rural villages, like maybe once a week, if that, and some people don't eat meat at all because they don't have like refrigeration or proper markets. It's like, you have live animals, you dispatch them, you butcher them and you eat them that day. And it's they save it for special occasions, like they have visitors or somebody's you know celebration for something. Um, so, like knowing that, I was like, I ha- as a former vegetarian, I have to be like okay with doing this if I'm going to be able to justify continuing to eat meat. <laughs> and I'll be real with you, chickens are just like bugs with feathers. They're so dumb. It doesn't <laughs> like I didn't really feel as much like sorrow about doing it as I would have. However, I did witness a pig slaughter, and that was making me kind of second guess this whole meat eating thing because oh that that was sad. Yeah, we we had an email from Chen about um, eating meat, and the thing is, is if you think enough about it, it doesn't feel good. Pigs and cows, yeah, to some are, are a lot and, more like us, than and the amount think. of killing we do. Yeah, I mean, I ate a pig today. Like it's like yeah. I'm just eating them all the time. Well, they're delicious. They're so good, yeah. but it's just like God. It is kind of like. Maybe that's not good. No, it's bad. It's bad. But but chickens, whatever. I don't really care. I, I don't know what what that level like, of vegetarian is. Like I know pescatarian is like you just eat fish. But mm-hmm. is there one that just eats fish and poultry because birds are stupid too? And who cares? I mean, <laughs> birds aren't even real. That's a that's a thing, right? Yeah, no, yeah, they're robots. Yeah, so you're just eating robot yeah. flesh. It is funny how like you can decide which animals it's okay to kill. Yeah, like it's just like eh, this one. I don't mind murdering this one. I mean, yeah. I'm not like I'm still gonna eat meat. I know it's bad for like the environment and shit too. I'm still gonna do. It, but I'm just saying, like, when you really overthink it, you're like, I don't know how cool that what's, is. What's the religious release, reasons for like Jews and Muslims not eating pork? Is it just because they're masochists and they know that it's the best meat? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know, but like, I know Indian people don't, they eat, don't cows. eat cows. Yeah, but so. there's some workarounds for that because they'll eat like yak and um, buffalo. I think. I mean, it yeah. should taste the same. Also delicious. We don't really have yak. a lot of yak or buffalo here. No. I well, we kill buffalo. all the buffalo. I was going to say, I don't think there even is any I buffalo. See, yeah. I'm just trying to take care of that Native American problem a couple hundred years ago. <laughs> killed all the buffalo. There's still some out there. You ever been to... Uh, buffalo like, Wild yeah. Wings? Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I, I don't know. I've never slaughtered an animal, so I can't say. Yeah. There's, I mean, not one that I'm going to talk about. What? Who would you go back to Nepal? Uh, I would love to, yeah, in a heartbeat. Um, really? It's really pretty. Um, I still looked at pictures. It was. It does look really cool yeah. there. Uh, and, and, like, it's a fairly small country, you know, compared to the one we live in. Um, but I, I saw so little of it. You know, I went to basically three different places and stopped at a couple places along the way. But, um, yeah, it's, it's sweet. I like it. Dude. It's it's weird because like so, as like someone who likes traveling, there's so many other places that I want to go, but I also want to go back there. Man, I I should travel more. 
<laughs> gotta get you out there. Where where you want to go? I don't know. I, someone's gotta take me. I would yeah. love to see Ryan in Nepal. <laughs> Be like one of those travel shows, like with um, Carl Pickleton, Pickleton or whatever his name is. Yeah, what was from the Gervais show? Where yeah, an idiot abroad. The, yeah, they would travel with him, and he just was so uninterested in seeing anything <laughs> that it was always funny. But no, I feel like I, I don't know. I don't know what I would be like traveling to other countries. I've never done it, you know. So but I'd give it. A, I'd give it a whirl. Oh. I think it'd be tough on me, but yeah. I'd give it a whirl. I haven't been to many. Other than that, I've been to like resorts in Mexico. I've when I was like sixteen, I went to Costa Rica. That was pretty cool. I think I went to Bermuda on a cruise, but it doesn't count. Yeah, and I went to Wales pretty recently. That was dope. Really, was shout awesome. out Wales. You, you've been out of the country. Yeah, I've been to um, Rome and London. Really? Yeah. You've been to Rome? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Weren't you going to go to Italy soon? Yeah, I'm going to uh, an island up by, uh, what's the place with all the boats? Venice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to an island up uh, in that God, area for take a us, wedding. Take us with you. Yeah. We'll, do a, we'll do a podcast there. Oh. <laughs> take it be, on the road. Would be pretty, pretty Do it on a boat in Venice. We don't have to be with you when you're doing the family <laughs> stuff. We'd go off and do something else, and then we'd show up. Yep. Yeah, I'd like I'd, I'd like that. <laughs> I'd really like that. <laughs> well, any any who? How, are we? We're not done. Yeah, are we're we done? done. Man, thank God you had that to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and Adam a, was smart enough to be like, I heard him mention uh, Nepal. Tell us about that. Oh yeah, we had, <laughs> you're the only uh, guest we've had that has ever been to Nepal. Yeah, so, that I know of. And. Yeah, and I knew that Ryan would connect with the uh, the butt wiping uh, situations. <laughs> he so. wasn't wrong. Well, next week we'll have to think of some other scat material to well, discuss. We always get there. So yeah. that was that's it then. Yes, uh, that's it. All right. Hey. Well, uh, hey, I guess that's it. I don't know. I don't. But, know. We didn't really talk about any movies or stuff that I can quote. I guess I'll just uh, say I don't know. See you next week. Yeah, and wipe your ass. Aim for the thing in the middle. Mm-hmm.